Listen, I've probably been the most hesitant to be playing around with the Tiki Talkie, but it is now the number one social media platform out there and it cannot be denied. So that's why I've been going all in and really maneuvering and finding out how you can make TikTok work for any business that you have without having a gajillion followers. And I have been mastering that in a big way. That's why I want to invite you to a TikTok workshop in March. You do not want to miss it. For more information, just go to rockstalks.co. Totally worth it. You'll love it. Welcome to Rocks Talks. Oh my goodness, this is probably the latest I've ever recorded this, and I can honestly say, what, what do they say, like the dog ate my homework? Something like that. Uh, we had a long night last night, because Maisie thought it was a good idea to get up a lot, want to play a lot, and eat a lot. So bear with me. I canceled my yoga class this morning, hanging out with y'all, and lots to do, but it was not... At six o'clock, I was like, oh my gosh, I can please let me now go to bed. Scott woke up and at about seven, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to sleep. So here I am. Today, we're going to talk about Love is Blind, as promised. We'll also talk, uh, chat about um, some major updates in the Rocks Talk sphere, so you are the first to know. I think we'll cover that. I'll cover it, and it's it's Friday. Um, and yeah, all the things. Maisie's sleeping right now, so let's hope she just stays asleep. She just ran around the house. And she tuckered herself out. So that's good. And Baylor is like relaxing with quiet zen behind me. Happy Friday, y'all. I hope you're having a great one. Okay, so a couple things. And also, like, we get to talk about weight. Mine. <laughs> okay. But let's go ahead and start with, actually, I'm going to start with some, some changes in the Rocks Talk sphere. I told you I'm making some transitions. Just as, as my focus changes, I want to make sure that I am serving people in the best way. It's so interesting because I've had some major conversations about the direct selling industry with some interesting people. I'll leave it at that over the last couple of weeks. And it's like mind-blowing. Anyway, all that to say, um, related but unrelated, I'm switching my website. And I have until the 5th of March to get it done, which I'm really telling myself that I got to do it by the 1st. So I'm switching and transitioning my website. And then all of my courses in my vault, that's all has to move as well too. So I'm trying to get a grasp on what programs I want to use and transition to. And whew, and it's all part of this concept of, I, I, I'm going to actually take it all the way back to um, my husband, Scott. When we decided to move to Arizona, he said, he's like, you know what? California's getting more expensive. And I keep thinking, we either need to make more money or we need to spend less. And I'm like, make more. And he's like, that's what I always thought. But now I'm thinking, why not go somewhere where money goes further? And it's interesting because that same conversation came up with my good friend, Manissa, as I was telling them that I was transitioning my website. As I was realizing I'm spending a certain amount of money every month on the website I have, and it doesn't make sense, not for what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And they were like, they had made that transition about a year ago, and then they sent me this money mindset uh, person, which I've not listened to yet, but but the synopsis was really like talking about how getting rid letting go of things that don't serve you and how you can actually save money and be more economical by 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 spending less as opposed to making more i know it seems like a really simple concept but i don't know that we are programmed to to feel that way so i did some looking and truly my my website all my things could cost me golly do i uh, maybe an eighth of what i'm spending right now Maybe let's say let's say a fourth. Either way, 
makes good sense. So I've got to make the transition because I want to do it before it's time to be billed again. And I'm working on that. I got the newsletter out yesterday. I hope that you saw it. Um, actually, it came out this morning. I finished it and I said, let me just go ahead and put it out this morning. So it's in your mailboxes. The title is, Are You on the Titanic? <laughs> you can take what I say in there to mean whatever it's supposed to mean for your life. But I'm seeing a lot of that lately. The holding on to something because we don't want to be a quitter. Whether it's holding on to a business that you're in or holding on to a relationship that you're in or holding on, whatever it might be, it's like, I've got to do this. I've got to, holding on to a membership at a, at a gym for that regard, for that matter, because you don't want to be a quitter. But if you think about the people on the Titanic, they wanted to be like, we want to travel over to the, the Atlantic, and they so wanted to do that and be the first to do it, that they literally died. Hmm, interesting. So do you, so you hang on to this, and call and thinking about, oh, I'm the quitter and all those things. Is that really you being a quitter or is that you being egotistical and stubborn? And I mean that for myself as well, too. I'm not just talking, I'm just not, I'm not just calling you out, I'm calling us all out. I mean, think and consider that because the survivor was the one who got on the boat. Survivor was, or, or tried to get on the boat. Survivor wasn't the person who was watching, listening to the band. That was the egotistical, stubborn one. What are you doing? Are you holding on because you don't want to be a quitter? You're like, oh, no, I'm going to believe in this blind faith that is really irrational. Uh, listen, faith is not rational, right? We know that. But there's asinine faith. <laughs> and that Titanic would be an example. Are you doing the asinine faith thing or are you making a good decision? Are you afraid of, of what's next? Are you afraid of failing? And is it really failing? Maybe the journey you're on is realizing – as I say in my email, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. Kenny Rogers, the gambler, said it, and it is so very true. So just some food for thought for you. All right, let's talk some reality, shall we? <laughs> uh, well, reality TV. <laughs> it's called an experiment. Love is love is blind. So the, last th the next three episodes dropped Wednesday. I'm telling you, there's a big backlash online. People are pissed that they're dropping episodes in, bas in in budgets, but they've always done that with Love is Blind. Everyone needs to calm down. However, there is some plot twisty twisties that I did not expect. I loved the loved in the first batch. The spoiler, by the way, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Okay. I loved Kenneth and um, Brittany. I thought they were just wonderful. Great couple. I was rooting for them. I'm like, protect them at all costs. Some they showed a lot of awkward moments with them on the honeymoon. And then once I got their phones back, Kenneth was like, he's the call, he's the um, elementary school principal, was addicted to his phone. Well, the hardest part of it was when they did, Brittany tried to talk to him about him not being around or, or whatever might be coming in late. And he twisted and gaslighted that conversation and was like, this is really a you thing. I'm not having this problem. And then went on to be like, this is not going to work and broke up with her. And she's like crying trying to tell him how my feelings have, her feelings have changed because of him, not because he's, because he's totally changed. And he's like on the phone and he's like, okay, no hard feelings. Get, let's hug it out. No hard feelings. And he leaves and she's crying. And I felt so bad for her because first of all, he's not the man that he, he seemed like he was in the pods. Go figure. But also because I thought to myself in that moment, only a few of her family and friends know she's been on this show. She's probably had to like like say no this is going to be a great thing blah 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 she's she is down and out with a camera crew right there 
and no one's comforting or consoling her and she can't even like tell most of her friends and fam about what's going on i just felt so bad for her but she dodged a big old bullet so that was a shocker if that happened towards the beginning of the three vignette of, of episodes also okay so we've got chelsea who says she's in, looks like megan fox in this uh, these episodes she met jimmy's friends and jimmy met her friends and at some point she said oh yeah i always get missed her friends are like oh you always get mistaken for carrie underwood i give up with this woman you don't look like Megan Fox and you don't look like Carrie Underwood. What is this? Like, I need this silly mirror that people are seeing you through. You're a beautiful woman, but those women are not it. Anyhow, there was a lot more of her being very whiny, very needy. And he, at one point, as they're having a conversation, she's upset because he hadn't kissed her all day. And he's like, I kissed you, actually, this time and this time. No, no, but I don't care. She told her that she was being kind of clingy and she went berserk. A lot of F and this, F and that, crying, all these things. I'm leaving so for the night. So he left. He went to his his house, his apartment, because they stay in a like a apartment together during this. And when he came back the next day, she's like, where did you go? I was so worried. He's like, I texted you and told you where I went. Plus, you said you were leaving. Anyhow, they made up. They do not belong together. It is difficult to watch because she's totally insecure and a lot of insecurity came this time because remember the woman, Jess, that he almost was with who had the daughter in the pods? Well, he saw a picture of her because of trifling Jeremy. We'll talk about Jeremy in a second. Was like, oh, well, check out her Instagram. And he is maybe a little too open with his fiance. He told Chelsea and she's like, everything changed when he saw that picture. He's like, no, no, it didn't. And from what they showed us, it hadn't. But she's so paranoid because she knows what a hottie. Jess is and she clearly is insecure even though she's a beautiful woman she's insecure you have to be insecure to tell people behind a wall that you look like Megan Fox when you don't it would be like me saying I look like Megan Fox have you ever done I don't um so they're still together I mean okay they're not gonna make it though and she met his t- his two best friends, which happened to be females, and she's a little uneasy about it. But then she's like, "Oh yeah, it's great." Mm. There's a preview they keep showing of her, and she's yelling at this someone off camera, and she's like, "And we know it's him." And she's like, "You effed him. I know you. No, you effed her. I know you did." And the thought process is that it might be Jess, but I don't think so. I think it's probably one of the women that she didn't realize that they were exes because she never asked the obvious question. Jess does come back and hangs out with Laura and talks about how she, Jimmy, Jimmy requested her as a friend and then blocked her or whatever and how she's kind of team, team Jimmy and she, she's like, I think I should meet him. And Laura is being a little, she's like, yeah, you should meet him. Little instigating. Why, he's engaged now, which might be the karma that, that hit Laura in the booty because Laura is in a lo- was in a love triangle, was in a love triangle with Jeremy and this woman named Sarah Ann. Sarah Ann was the patriot, and he chose Laura. Well, the end of the episodes, they show she's waiting. He comes downstairs. He's got his sunglasses on. He's like aloof, and she's like, okay, wh- you didn't come home until 5 o'clock this morning? You left at 10.45, and you lo- and came home at 5 a.m. What were you doing? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I was hanging out with some of the people from the pods, and then he admits that he heard that Sarah Ann was going to be there, and he thought, I wasn't going to go, but he's like, I'm not going to let someone dictate what I do. So he went and he said she was super upset. And so they talked in the parking lot. She's like till 5 a.m. Do you believe that? Would you believe that? She's like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And he's like, I sent you my, I sent you my location. So you know where I was. She's like at 5 a.m. Why am I going to be checking that? 
And she's like, I would never put you in that position. You have opened the door, left the door open for her. That's the only reason that that's even appropriate. So she asked him, where were you? She's like, I was at the bar. And she goes, no, you weren't. I saw your location. You were on the other side of town where Sarah Ann lives. Busted. I love how she let him just weave his lying web and then was like, and by the way, I did check the location that you decided to send me. And you weren't where you said you were, you liar. It ended right there. She's like, I'm done. I don't know if she's done or not, but man, that was good. And then last, the most boring couple, which is not a bad thing. Like, honestly, if you really go on the show, you want to be married, you want to be the most boring couple, like truly. But they, um, I don't know, Amy and Johnny, all these J's. He does not want to have kids before he decides he is financially stable. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's funny because are you ever really ready? Anyway, she does not want to go on birth control because she doesn't want to mess up her body with the hormones pumped into it they have a dilemma so they've not had sex which is fine however since he doesn't want to have kids for a few years and she doesn't want to go birth control how's that gonna work eventually once you get married and also she's like i've talked about a vasectomy and that's an option i'm like so y'all just gonna just trust that the vasectomy reversal is gonna be okay i don't know what those two are doing there are i mean listen not even birth control is 100 percent like the pill is not even 100%. So I'm just wondering, okay, y'all gonna figure that one out. Other than that, they're lovely. Oh, I forgot. There's one more couple, another couple that I don't want to see together. AD, which I love her, and Clay. Clay sits her down and tells her that her, that he, her, his parents were married for 24 years. However, his dad cheated all the time. They're good friends, but dad cheated. And his dad would take him on some of the cheating rendezvous and he's like I've never told my mother that and I thought I was yelling at the camera well sh I hope you tell her before this airs because she's gonna know and she he says all this he's like I just have not seen a I've not seen an example of a relationship of people being faithful okay to me that's like red 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 death flag in addition to that he's already told her he doesn't know if he can get there to uh, he doesn't know if he can give her marriage that was before he said he's seen all the cheating then they're at they're meeting his mother and his sister. And AD says, you know, I just wish you'd come home more. You go from one job to another and, like, I, you don't come home. Tara, you didn't come home. And he was, like, he got upset with her. He got annoyed. And he was, like, you need more understanding. If I have one job here and one job here, it's close. Like, it's going home is inconvenient. And and the mother did kind of step in and was, like, yeah, you know, it's grace and compromise. But if, if you want to be with her, you, you've got to make the time. He didn't like that. So he doesn't like to come home at night. He is not sure that he wants to get married. And his examples of a relationship are infidelity. AD, you need to run. You should have run already. You shouldn't have ever said yes. We shouldn't have gone this far. But you need to run faster, faster than that. So that is the nutshell, that is. Another batch drops. Um, Love is Blind is the number one streaming show out there. It was number two, like reality show. It was number two on um, the top, like Netflix worldwide charts. And also it has, this season has done better than any season of Love is Blind. They knocked it out of the park this time. So if you're not watching it, watch it because it is definitely a water cooler or just listen to my recap and you'll know enough to know what's going on. 
All right, y'all, I'm going to go. Thank you for being here with me. I can't wait to see you on Monday and share with you all things. Um, hopefully you're not on the Titanic. And if you're not on my email list, will you just comment? Let me know. I'm going to set up a little link so you can like actually register and get on the, my news newsletter because it's getting juicy and it looks it looks brand new this time and it looks really good. I'm pretty proud of it. I transitioned my emails. That was one thing I did yesterday. So um, check it out and I'll talk to you soon. Go be great. Bye.